Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm always pleased on a Tuesday to speak with state climatologist Luigi Romolo. Good morning, Luigi. Good morning, Emily. There is a lot that's happened in the last week. First of all, it was supposed to be 90 degrees this week. That's not going to happen. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we got a lot of rain, but not everywhere that needed it. And we also have our first named storm of the sea. All kinds of things have happened since I spoke with you last. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. So, um, yeah, the, the temperatures this week should be right around normal, which is highs in the 70s and lows in the, in the low 50s. Um, warming up a little more, uh, towards Friday. We should hit 80, um, but it looks like a very wet memorial weekend. Um, so, um, if you have an umbrella for your barbecue, that might come in handy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we did get some well-needed rain um, here in the metro. We got a little under three and a half inches in total. Um, the grass around where I live was getting uh, pretty crunchy, so uh, it was well-needed. And there were parts uh, in the uh, to the south of us that got uh, four to five inches of rain. Uh, there was one Coco Ross observer in Rosemont who recorded five inches. Um, uh, in the northern parts of the state where it's been a lot drier, uh, mostly just nickels and dimes, uh, there was about a half inch near Lake of the Woods County. Um, but, yeah, still pretty dry up there. Mm, and red flag warnings abound in certain areas of the state, right? Correct. There are a lot of fire danger warnings and red flag warnings put out um, by the um, DNR um, just because it's that time of year where if we uh, were dry, the, the risk for fire uh, danger is increased. And windy, too. It's a windy time of year as well. So that must. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And today's going to be probably uh, one of the windiest days of the spring where um, right now, I think here in the metro, it's gusting um pretty good and um yeah. it's gonna yeah it's gonna be pretty windy okay uh luigi last week when we spoke we talked a little bit about your background and you talked about how you used to make wind socks when you were a kid you remember telling that story i do yeah so explain we never got into the nitty-gritty of how you read a wind sock or how one works will you tell us that yeah so it's basically just a conic a uh, piece of cloth that you attach to a ring, kind of, and it's kind of works in the the way that a uh, a wind vane works. the The sock points in the direction that the wind is blowing to, um, but we actually measure wind direction in the direction that it's coming from. So a wind that blows to the north is actually a southerly wind, and so. Um, the windsock would point to the north when the wind blows from the south. And depending on the strength of the wind, um, and it's it's hard to describe without actually having a picture, but part of the windsock will droop down um, and not completely fill up with air. And basically, um, depending on how wind how strong the wind is blowing will will determine how full the the sock gets with air. And when it's windy, the, the sock is fully extended, and you, you can actually um, calibrate along the length of the wind sock as to how strong the wind is blowing. Well, I wondered that. that. Yeah, I wondered yeah. If, if you were measuring gusts or wind speed, and can you tell me the distinction between the two? 
Yeah, so a a gust is um, an instantaneous burst of uh, wind speed. So, um, whereas a sustained wind is um, um, what we actually measure when we're talking about wind speed. So you mentioned that we have a um, uh, our first name storm of the year, and I think its sustained winds are 50 miles an hour right now, but the gusts. Now, those instantaneous bursts of wind are much stronger than that. And those, those just last a, uh, a few seconds or, you know, and then, um, with, with, uh, sustained winds, it's measured over a longer period. Tell me more about that first named storm of the season. Is this Arthur? Yeah, Tropical Storm Arthur formed a few days ago. It is now terrorizing the east coast, uh, along, uh, the coast of North Carolina. Um, it is not scheduled or forecasted to become a hurricane, although what's interesting is it is forecasted to veer towards the northeast, out towards the Atlantic, but then in a couple days uh, expected to turn southward um, back toward the southern part of the um, the, the earth, and, and then um, when that happens, there is a potential, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but yeah. there is a potential for it to start moving uh, westward again towards the U.S., and we've, we've seen that before. Um, I can't remember, it was 2004, 2005, there was a hurricane gene that was heading straight for Florida, and it started veering towards the north, and everybody breathed a sigh of relief. And then it started moving eastward, and then kind of did a loop de loop and hit the Florida coast as a as an even stronger storm. Wow. And um, yeah, uh, it's a little early. You know, hurricane season starts June first and ends November thirtieth. Um, but that's no cause for concern. Um, we've had hurricane seasons where uh, we have storms early and it doesn't materialize into a, a busy season. So there's no correlation there. We've had uh, hurricane seasons where it starts late. Uh, 1992 is a great example. The first named storm of the year and the first named storm always starts with the letter A. And that was Hurricane Andrew, which devastated oh, wow. Florida and Louisiana. And that didn't occur until I think mid-August. Uh, is when it actually formed. Uh, by the time it got to Louisiana, it was a little after that, but um, it only takes one, and I think the forecast is for a slightly busier than normal hurricane season. But um, that's mostly because the, the waters there are a little warmer than normal, and there's no El Nino to be forecasted or expected, um, which typically means uh, less wind shear, or sorry, more El Ninos mean more wind shear and less hurricanes. Okay, okay, yeah. I see. Uh, tropical storm at the moment, Andrew, correct? Correct, yeah. and expected to dissipate as it moves out to the Atlantic um, into a tropical depression, but there's always that chance that it can regenerate. Is the difference between a storm and a depression just wind speed or...? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of uh, wind speed, and so wind speed will determine whether we call it a tropical storm or not. Um, but it's also about how organized the system is in the rotation of the storm. Um, so depressions um, will sometimes have winds 
um, that are slightly above what we would expect for a tropical storm. But um, and and once they hit that limit, we do call them a tropical storm, but they're not a tropical storm in the true sense because they're not well organized and there's not a lot of uh, storm rotation with the clouds in the, in the center of the low. Um, but um, this this one's pretty well organized as far as tropical storms go. Okay. Uh, final question here, Luigi. Uh, do you have an ideal day, perhaps a summer day or a winter day? Yeah, I actually have uh, one of both. So um, growing up in Winnipeg, I just absolutely loved living in the snow. Um, and this, of course, was <laughs> before I had my driver's license and had to learn how to drive in the snow and um, all the follies that come with that. But um so my perfect ideal winter day, it doesn't, it's not really based so much on temperature, um, as it is on, on wind speed and cloud cover. So I love it. My favorite winter day is a nice, cold, crisp, clear, calm day where, um, it's, the snow's just glistening from the sunlight. And even though it, it's, it's minus 20 or minus 15, it doesn't feel as cold as you normally feel when when it gets that cold because it's not windy. So for me, a minus 10 uh, that's wind chilled up to minus 20 feels a lot colder than a calm minus 20 to me. Hmm. And so I, I really love those those uh, cold, crisp winter days. And my favorite sound in the world is walking on fresh snow and make, making that that crunching sound yes. uh, with your feet. That's that's got to be my favorite sound of all time. Um, in the in the summertime, I like I like a nice partly cloudy day, puffy clouds, cumulus clouds um, that are you know very pic- picturesque and um, provides a little bit of shade if you want to have a picnic. And I do like a nice calm breeze. So um, I'm I'm not a big fan of calm days in the summer. I do like a little bit of a breeze. Nice, uh, hot, humid. What do you what's your preference there? I don't. I, I don't do well in humidity. Um, my hair gets all frizzy, and uh, <laughs> um, I get very uncomfortable. It gets sticky. Um, having lived in the south with all that humidity, it, it tortured me. Um, I, I almost found it hard to breathe because you're breathing in so much water vapor. And, and, and you know, you walk to your car for two minutes, and you already feel like you need a shower. Um, some people love it. My wife loves the humidity. Um, but for me, I like a nice, dry, um, warm, uh, but not extremely hot day. I don't think I could live in a place like Phoenix or um, I'm not sure I could ever live in the south uh, in Louisiana again after um, uh, experiencing the nice uh, nice summers that we have here in Minnesota. We sure do. State climatologist Luigi Romolo, I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Sounds great, Emily. Thanks so much.